Ah, all right. So uh, I know I don't do this very often, maybe once a day. I'm going to start calling you Dark NATO, and I'm going to give you the opportunity to respond as to why or ask me why. Uh, So first, let me say I have I can come up with nothing as to why. So I will ask you, since I can't come up with my own answer, uh, why? Dark NATO asked me about it. All right. So you've seen the uh, Academy Award winning movie Sharknado. Uh, I don't believe it won any awards, but I have seen both Sharknado, Sharknado 2 and Sharknado 3. Well, Darknado is a playoff of Sharknado. No. It is. Okay. And that's, that's it. And that's the whole <laughs> that's reason. Yeah. Because I've not seen Sharknado. I think that, uh, first of all, uh, it's maybe not as long a stretch as you think, because I often am compared to a shark in a tornado. All right. Uh, nope. That's never no, happened. Not, <laughs> and uh, it is, I know we're not going to start with the Bushard's word right here, but I'll tell you right now, Sharknado was... Amazing. So you you would recommend? I watch heartily enjoy. How about Snakes Snyder. on a Plane? Did you ever see that? I did not see it. So I saw that. Similar, uh, and I liked it. So. Similar. Then you would love Sharknado. I'm gonna I have believe. to see Sharknado. I will say that Sharknado Two Toilet. Yeah, was garbage. They're just, just they're they were just trying too hard at that point. Sharknado Three got a little better. Huh? Okay. Got a little better. A little, little redemption there. Yeah, definitely should watch Sharknado. Okay. Totally worth it. I'll probably have some downtime this weekend to uh, pick that up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can see uh I can see it now. Yeah. Uh I know I encouraged you to watch Archer last week. I, I have not. Uh I watched I just so I just binged season six and I'm in season seven now. And you I've got to watch this. Will love it. Okay. Don't watch right. it when your kids are around. See, that's my problem. Yeah. You make recommendations and I love them. The problem is my wife and kids have no interest in any of the things my that, wife that I laughs. It's, yeah. There's a connection there. And this is the connection. The guy that did it, mm-hmm. um, geez, his name just ran out of my head. So the guy that uh, wrote it, it's brilliant writing mm-hmm. and it's hilarious. Makes It's just full of all these references and stupid puns, you know. And, and this is animated, right? Am it's I animated. Right? Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. It's animated. It's full of a lot of funny puns. And I, I just can't remember the guy who did it. But the, the guy who did Adam, Adam, and the last time come to me, he grew. He's an Asheville native, as is my wife. Mm. She knew him, and is really? actually very good friends with his stepsister. So she spent she time with the his front kid. door. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. yeah so there's cool. a little bit of connection. So every once in a while, she'll text her friend, the mm-hmm. sister, and say, mm-hmm. "Why did you call this that?" Or and there's a lot of these buried Asheville kind of references yeah. in there. That's, yeah, that's kind of fun. After he sweeper boy understands, and he's the guy who got me turned on to this uh, show in the first place. There we go. Well, um, that's a sweeper tea then. Huh? It is sweeper tea, which is pretty much where the whole butcher's word came idea from came in the from. first place. Yeah, because uh, he's into music, and I went right. into him. This was like late two thousands. I'm just tired of listening to old REM albums. What uh, <laughs> what should I listen to? And he goes, "I'm going to make you a. I, I'm going to tell you to go get, download something, buy it or whatever." Uh-huh. And uh, if you don't like it, I'll buy it back. That's your sweeper guarantee. And you said it's a sweeper tea. The old sweeper tea. Uh, and it was um, David Brothers, uh, I and you. and I and loving you. I and loving you, which I, li- I listened to. Well, that that is a good guarantee. Still demanded my money back. But I, sh- I, uh, I listened to it 10,000 times. At least. At least. At, at least. <laughs> For every word. Yeah. So he was right about that. So he's when he makes a uh, recommendation about music, he's usually right. Yeah. At least in my experience, my uh, and mine is very limited comparatively speaking. But I have, for the last few years that I have been 
participatory in the Christmas mix, the infamous Christmas right. mix right. uh, that Sweeper makes. I've thoroughly enjoyed uh, every cut. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's not been a loser in there sure. at all. So that's good. Uh, and really all that to say, uh, why don't we roll the open? And, and we're, we're back. back. So good to be back. <laughs> it always is. You're listening to 43 Feet, a podcast about leadership. We believe that real leading happens out front, but that means you're probably building the next 43 feet of good road for those behind you while you're running the race yourself. My name is Frank Schwartz, known in the gloom of the early morning as Dark Helmet to my F3 brothers, and I'll be joined every week by some of the greatest leaders I can find in F3 and beyond. We're going to answer your questions, pontificate wildly, teach virtuous leadership, and otherwise attempt to help you navigate the next 43 feet. So good to be back. So last week, uh, you had expressed a little bit of dissatisfaction with your queen, I think. Oh, I did, yeah. didn't I? Yeah, yeah. You're uh, yeah. a little too much into one of your 2.0's pastries. Oh, my gosh. So uh, for those pod packers that have not heard, Darknado has a 2.0. <laughs> Who's a uh, oh confectioner, right? Yeah, I mean she's a, a baker. A baker, I mean, I, but yeah. she, but but her she, her specialty is the cakes. She loves sweets. Yeah, yeah. So she makes pies, cakes, uh-huh, uh-huh. and other concoctions, cupcakes, you know, th- right. things along those lines, and, and uh, cookies. And, there and is a uh, fifty-pound bag of sugar, Domino yeah. sugar, delivered to the, the Sharknado house every week yeah. or so, right? Uh, Darknado. Yeah, and it is Darknado a and a hundred-pound bag of <laughs> of flour. I mean. <laughs> It is because she has, and this is, you know, whatever she, we started her off and it was like, she can follow a recipe. She gets it. Right. I mean, she's not sure. you know, sharp, right. sharp kid. Right? And, uh, and she, she got real sick of the boxes real fast. She was like, how is an instruction pour this box? In bowl? She's like, no, we're not doing yeah. that. So she goes and finds. And so she's, I mean, this is all scratch made. Like she's, you know, <laughs> I don't know what we're my wife do. does it. My wife said not sweet, but she likes to cook. Yeah. And she'll, she'll, she, <clears throat> She's just as likely to follow a recipe as, as she's likely to follow any kind of plan that I give her to do. <laughs> well, she'll use it as a guideline. You know, I think it's funny because guys don't really Capers? No, nah, I'm not putting capers yeah, in here. No, well, not doing yeah. that. Forget it. I'm like, A, what's a caper? And B, shouldn't you? And <laughs> she's like, no, we're, no, not, doing we're that. not doing that. Uh, for all the all the guff and all the belief that, you know, it's like, oh, Dredd's such a contrarian and he's, you know. What? Fights the system. Shut up. Blah, blah, blah. Right. All that kind of stuff. I like, fight the man. I know. I know. But, for uh, justice. For justice. You seek justice on behalf of others. Uh, yeah. It's supermanish. Um, but uh, the. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> but your wife is like easily as much or more of a contrarian than you. Is that a fair statement? Yes. Yeah, so she was raised. An environment where no one discouraged her from speaking her mind ever, ever, ever about anything ever. Yeah. And that's part of, and I, again, limited experience, but that's part of what I think makes her absolutely delightful. Well, uh, many of one of many of her characteristics, but I mean, you think I'm willing to argue? I know (laughs) she'll argue that Chrome off a bumper hitch, man. (laughs) She is an arguer. You know, oh, it's so yeah. good though. Oh yeah, it is good. Yeah, but unlike me, who argues for fun, sport, and profit, <laughs> and will come down on either side. Right, it doesn't matter. Switch sides halfway just to confound you. Yes, she has passion for what she really believes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, she argues out of 
a belief in a thing. You argue out of a love of arguing. I love of arguing. Yeah. <laughs> arguing it's part of my collision learning. Yeah. You know, I yeah. can't collision learn unless you argue with me. Yeah. If you tell me something, I'm like, what? what? Where? You know, yeah. Yeah. It's, it doesn't work. It's not gonna happen. I need some argument. Oh my god. I need some adversity. And and uh, again, at the risk of whatever, that's why I freaking love. Ah, oh my goodness. Come on, dark. It's NATO. just so much fun. It's so much fun. Dark NATO. Oh, so. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, anywho, that's why I uh, butcher wording again, Archer, because I was watching last night. just cracking me up. Both of us were just cracking and up. That, and uh, remind me, uh, Amazon? That's where I'm watching it, yeah. Okay, okay, good. It's, I think it's an FX kind of deal. Yeah, but that's where you're where you're getting it. Also watched the latest uh, episode of Fargo, which I was encouraged to watch. Yeah. Last night, things are getting hot in Fargo. And I think there was an homage paid in a scene in Fargo. I don't want to, it shouldn't be a spoiler. If you are a Kevin Costner fan and you like the movie Untouchables, particularly oh. the the uh, train station scene where Andy Garcia okay. is able to shoot over a baby carriage and, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great scene. Um, very similar. It was, I think it was an homage. Okay. To that. A little nod to a little, the little nod. Fun. Also, uh, you know, Mar- the Mormon character that I told you about? Yeah. Uh, pop any more heads off? Cannot remember the name of this actor, which is so funny because he plays the sheriff in Justified uh, or the Marshall, U.S. Marshal in Justified. Mm-hmm. plays the sheriff in Deadwood. Um, name's going to come to mind to this. Uh, but the same kind of role, this kind of slow talking, mm-hmm. smile on his face, but inside just teeming with rage. Right. <laughs> you know, he's the guy. It's just like just, all members of our church. Like, yeah. Right. And, we just a, smile. A great scene last night where he tells Chris Rock, who's a, the head of the, the African-American mafia in Kansas City, tells him why he's going, why they're, why honor amongst thieves is just, just a bunch of bollocks. Really? Yeah. And he, the way he, way he says it, he just like analyzes and gets to the end of it and makes the guy so mad. They don't, they, they're, they're ready to pull a gun on him. And he just, before they can do it, he's got his gun out. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah, I gotta, a, gotta you're going to have to watch it. Watch yeah, yeah. You, you're going to have to watch it. It's, it's Fargo it's, and Archer. Yep. Those are my Fargo and uh, Fargo and Archer. I haven't yeah. caught up. I'm in the midst of uh, Queen's Gambit, but I've, I'm watching a couple of days. So I got to get back to that mm. too. I almost have my wife convinced to watch that. I think she would like it because it has the word Queen in it. Right. And, which and means, the word Gambit. And, well, she doesn't really care about that, but. Uh, I can. I might be able to trick her into thinking it's some sort of like Victorian period piece. It surely uh, is not, but it I is. I understand, but if I can trick her into watching one, it is a '60s. <clears throat> okay, piece. Well, right. If you like that kind of thing, if you're into that sort of thing, it's you know the cinematography to me is very Mad Man esque. It's it's reminiscent of that. If you watch that at all, I thoroughly enjoy. Right. So that. I mean, so I'm born in 1963. My memories go back to like maybe just the early '70s, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like t- yeah. Nine, ten, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe a little less than that, but um, I don't really remember that style as clearly. Yeah. You know, I remember the 70s style right. super clearly. So if you watch like anything about the 70s, I'm like, I remember that. Yeah. You know, it brings back or memories. Or shag carpet and whatever. Right. Or uh, yeah. if you watch The Americans, it was about the 80s. Okay. Starting about 1981 or so and then running to about 1987 and like, since I'm in college in that time frame. Oh yeah, now. that's super clear. Super, and also the events of that type. Since a lot of it's about the Cold War, and oh, you know, yeah. I was a Cold Warrior since I yeah. was in a, a Pershing missile command in 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 Germany. You know, uh, mm-hmm. in the mid '80s. So, I mean, I remember most of those events that are depicted with with you know extreme clarity. Great clear, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So. Interesting. Anyway, so I guess I just kind of did an old butcher's work. So I think I've said that about the Americans before, but it's all good. Uh, yeah, it's all good, man. I love it. 
I love it. Um, we have a, we've had a, a couple of, of folks uh, write or call or whatever. Uh, with uh, questions, concerns, or criticisms? Yeah, all three of, I'm interested in. Yeah. Well, uh, and if there was a way to wrap them all into one statement, right. that would be ideal. Okay. But um, some guys, uh, I, I just wanted us to hit really quick on some news and events, not to try and supersede the COT, uh, but we did make the Can't. big announcement this week. Can't. Uh, didn't we? About the uh, Noda Senna being our um, our keynote speaker for the 10 year. I What? You, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was, uh, I loved the way they did it too. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. It was really good. And I, you know, um, I'm pretty fired up about that as well. I think all men in the nation should be, and, and I mean that very sincerely, right. not just because dread is, but because we our organizations, I think, especially right now, um, and I don't know if it was, he probably was leaning this way anyway, but I think COVID really kind of pushed him a little further uh, in this kind of way of thinking, but he has, um, he's making a lot of effort right now in the area of leadership. And he, he much like dread has, has recognized that, you know, it doesn't just stop with the physical stuff yeah. and he got people off the couch and I mean, millions and millions of people no, participated in, yeah. in, you know, Spartan races and all that kind of stuff. And now he's looking and going kind of what's next and his what's next is kind of aligning with our, you know, what we've been doing That's and, what I've and been our told, what's yeah. next. And, uh, and so I'm really excited. In fact, I was on the phone this morning with, uh, the, their guy who's in charge of partnerships and we're talking about a big push that we're going to make to have the work. Cause you know, they bought tough mutter. Uh, I didn't know that they did. They bought tough mutter, <laughs> unfortunately, right before, like right. two months before, uh, everything got locked down. Um, so that did not go super well, but they've managed to survive. And I think it'll pay off in the long run, sure. but you know, we got to weather the storm, but, um, but we are organizing with them uh, the world's largest virtual tough turkey, which is a you know like a Thanksgiving turkey trot kind of deal. So we're going to be organizing for this days. this particular Thanksgiving, which is you know two like weeks, two weeks. weeks off. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it three weeks? No, it's two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. yeah. In the next two weeks, we are going to hustle, and we are going to organize all over the. So we're going to do a, a worldwide virtual turkey trot. Yep. Three miles. Five uh, k, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. three miles, yep. Um, and there's probably a ten k option in there as well. I'm, I'm working on the details. I would it, say, how am I just hearing about this now? But um, the answer would be, that's how you hear about things. Yeah, yeah, that's it, awesome. Good yeah, work. so it's a it's a big deal. Let me fist bump and, you, oh, Darknado. Oh, that's good. Thanks, dreadliest yeah. catch. Oh God, you like that? That's <laughs> no, not very good. Um, it's okay. It's it's, you know, it's we'll we'll save the good stuff for later. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm pretty stoked about that, and uh, and I'm I'm super excited that Joe's coming to the ten year. I'm super excited to hear him speak, uh, as well as you speak. Um, Wait a second, am I speaking before or after him? So here's here's how the events will unfold. Thank you. Um, we uh, I I've been asked to be the master of ceremonies, uh, which I will. I assumed but thoroughly I'm, enjoy, yeah. uh, thoroughly enjoy. So I'll get to have my you know. I don't necessarily have a full speaking slot. I'll get my commentary. Sure. In. Nobody needs to worry. I didn't know that, but again, I'm not surprised. And I think it's good. Yeah, no, I think it's, I, think I appreciate that. But yes, it's yeah. good. Uh, and actually, so our first speaker uh, for, you know, kind of a little intro in five minutes or so is going to be uh, the notorious OBT. And then I'm, uh, I'm just kidding. And then Joe kidding. will, uh, will come on after that and give the keynote, you know, the kind of long keynote address. And then Matt cleanup 
uh, and bringing it home for the kids. Oh, is, gosh, I don't think that's a good idea. How the heck? Asked. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what they say in the, in the industry is you don't want to follow kids. Um, somebody uh, who's missing a limb or Joe DeSena. <laughs> <laughs> you felt took one of the classic blunders. Classic blunder. Do you remember those? The uh, Princess Bride? Do you remember that? Do you watch Princess Bride? You know something? I've never seen Princess Bride. No way. Come on. Will you man. do me a favor? Yeah. Would you make I'm gonna me, make you a list? Would you make me a shower? I'll make now? you a list. Make yeah. me a shower. A shower. <laughs> would you? I will. I'll okay. make you a shower. Because now. there's some there's holes. Like, there's there's three or four that I've been like, how did wait? Yeah. Did I just know that you first of all that either they're a cult favorite? I'll blow you away. I've never seen ET. I, I, okay, hold on. All right. Pause that for a second because I'm going to give, I'm going to yeah. ask some questions here in a second. Anyway, long story short is the 10 year is going to be absolutely epic. We're getting some folks that are concerned and I, and I want to try my best to allay fears or concerns or worries, particularly around COVID and things like that, because there are some places. Are there fears other than COVID? Uh, who knows? Okay. okay. I can't address those. However, I only want You're to address addressing COVID, COVID fears. fears. Okay. Phobids. No. I got nothing. Anyway, uh, there's, you know, people are saying, oh, it's going to be a super spreader event or it's this or that. It's going to be worth. Look, the town of Wrightsville Beach could not be more happy to have us. They also could not be more interested in keeping it as safe as humanly possible. We are going to follow every single protocol that is put out to, to the, the letter. letter. Yeah. We we don't feel like it's good leadership Two to period. do otherwise. The, <laughs> the period, letter, <laughs> period. Let me tell you how this is gonna go down. <laughs> we are gonna follow every COVID protocol. Two Jeez. period, the period, letter, period. Oh, right, tornado. <laughs> Dreadliest. Uh, so we, uh, but we are, and okay. and that's because we we do deem that as good leadership. Now, look, I get that guys are going to be concerned and I get that if that if it's overly concerning, it's OK. We will not be mad. It's that you don't come mad. You, no, no, we, no. We we'll totally miss you. respect that. We we'll, will absolutely we'll miss, miss you. you and, and hopefully there'll be uh, some pictures taken or maybe a oh, video or sure. two or a good well, blast. And, and as a matter of fact, we are we're going to have a, a, a video crew cover the whole thing. Um, that is part of the plan. Oh, well, there uh, you part go. of the budget to have that there. So there'll be some really cool videos that come out probably during. Uh, there might even be you know some moments where it's I don't know if we'll do it quite live or not. I, I have no idea. I have to ask Kitty, but uh, and Gravity and all those guys that are actually doing the work. But um, but I know that there's going to be some kind of live tweeting and you know some of those things that are sort of okay. baked in there. Okay. There is a plan for a podcast live podcast to happen during the event um, that Kitty's going to be doing. So that's kind of exciting. So there's a lot of good things that are going to come and we want you to participate in, in whatever level you feel comfortable. Sure. And I get it. I, I know that some guys think the optics look terrible or they think, you know, how, you know, how do we do this? Look, the fact of the matter is, is with all the love in my heart, our nation cannot continue to function indoors in, in, in the way that it is. It, we are going to cause way more problems uh, along the way um, than we anticipated to begin with. And we believe that while, yes, you could look at it and say good leadership would be, you know, hiding in your house or that's oh, not very fair. That was, I, I, that meant, that sounded more derogatory than I meant it. I apologize, but uh, 
you know, kind of keeping inside and keeping back and all that kind of stuff. And I can understand there's an argument to say that that's, that's what leadership ought to look like. We just, I think well, are looking okay. at it the other uh, way. I'll respond to that just briefly. Yeah. That ship has sailed. Fair. I mean, there, there, isn't, no, any, fair. there, there isn't anybody who hadn't on one hand said, you know, let's, let's be careful. On the other hand, count some rally. Both, yep. both political parties have had everybody, it. Everybody, everybody's done. No, yep, everybody's done. done. So, and so yeah. you know, right. So there, there's inconsistent messaging across the, the board. But the bottom line is that for this, you know, I mean, I, I don't think if anybody's listened to us for a while, they know that you and I are not personally uh, confronted by this. No. But we have. But we know the men are. We know, we know there's, there's men are. And we, for their benefit, we have conformed to the guidelines and not spent a lot of psychic energy fretting about hypocrisy or anything like that no right i think it would be better if the governance would fall would 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 set an example like if they're if they're gonna say lockdown lock themselves down i think it'd be better they don't do it but i'm not yeah. gonna point any fingers name any names uh or get all worked up about it right it is just is what it is and the fact that somebody in the government's governance doesn't lead virtuously is not licensed for me to lead on virtuously correct yes right so we're just gonna do the right thing and we believe that this is the right thing to do and so we're going to do it. Well, we believe it's the right thing. To, yeah, we believe it's the right thing. To, no, we, we do. But, the, you know, right. that's... that's What you mean is to conform to the requirements. Yeah. Whether it's meets some kind of underlying health issues or not, we're not making that determination. Right. Neither you nor I are experts in right. that. Not, yeah, that, that that's kind of... Right. That's what's happening. Right. And we're going we're gonna to work within those guidelines. Right. To period. Uh, letter <laughs> period. I can get close to that. <laughs> But anyway, so I just I wanted to make sure that guys knew that that uh, the tenure was. It's hard to describe how epic I think this is going to be, and how cool and how neat it is that we have some really cool partnerships that are going to start sprouting out of this, and and uh, and some good stuff. That I met is gonna Joe Desina in probably eleven or so. We oh, did wow. a well, street shop. We did might have done eleven, might be twelve. I think it's eleven. Anyway, he came here to Charlotte for a race. He was here, and you know I had uh, a couple beers with him. TD had hooked up with him uh, and we got sat down and beers and explained to me what he was doing. I was like, man, this guy's got a lot of energy and vision and this is going to be something. Yeah. And sure enough. And looking, I know it freaking is. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so we're, we're excited. Yeah. We're excited. I guess that's the best way to say it, but we're, we're aligned and we're, we're moving forward with some pretty cool stuff. You are ENA excited and aligned. Uh, yes. Yes. All as, of those things. As I am. Yes. So I'm excited along yeah. with you. Okay, good. That's, that's, that's great. Yep. What else, uh, you got to announce or talk about? Yeah. So one other thing that, that came up recently, but I think it actually, uh, will perfectly segue to our topic for the day, which is equipping. Yes. Yes. Uh, and so I think it's, it'll, it'll get us nicely. There's, I got a call from a buddy, uh, yesterday. Maybe the day before. No, I think it was yesterday. Yeah. And uh, he's in a shield lock. And some members of the shield lock just are not quite participating at the level that a couple others want to. And he was like, and it was funny because he calls and he goes, uh, hey, man, I got a question about uh, shield lock. And I know him. I know who shield lock is and you know, know them all pretty well. And right. I said, and the first thing I said, I was like, go ahead and dump him. And he goes. Uh, okay, can I explain that? <laughs> can I explain, explain it first? It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure, go ahead. Um, but the uh, the the idea that you know some are ex accelerating a slightly different pace and things like that. And the question that he had was to me was 
how do I do this without leaving butthurt feelings and without, you know, how do I do this delicately? How do I do this? He's like, should I like say, you know, should this be kind of the final, like, okay, I know we've talked about this before, but you know, this is the last one. And let's, let's kind of go to the first of the year and see what happens. And you know, that kind of thing. And I said, you're welcome to do that. You can do it for long, as long as you like, you know, but what, what do you know? Like what, what's your gut? Sure. You know, so I'm, I, I know what I told him and I can feel free to say some of those things, but I'm asking the question as well, not just because of, in shield lock, but it applies all over, sure. all over the board. Well, there's no easy way to do it. And uh, I think you just do it. You just say, look, it's not working. Yeah. You know, it's not working for me. Um, and I appreciate you guys putting the effort in, but um, I'll try something, go a new direction. If they want to know why and you're honest with them and you say, it's just, you, I don't, you don't have the commitment that I'm, I'm looking for. And that hurts and that's hard. Right. But as, as my friend Dave Redding, as I wants to say from time to time, it's a strange kind of love yeah. that leaves a man in a lie. Right. You know, and, and when you tell somebody something like that, they, you're not telling them something they don't know. They know. It hurts their feelings maybe because right. they didn't want to admit it. Sure. But they know. Right. And there, there's no point in being a shield lock with a guy who's not committed because he's not accelerating at the same pace. Right. To, to the, it doesn't do you any good to shield lock with a guy that, that's only showing up to half the battles. Right. You know, so it, and he's like, well, but we're really good on second half stuff. Like yeah. we hang out and that's good. And, and, and keep doing know, that. We're doing Bible studies. Keep and, doing that. Yeah. And I said, yeah, do all that. Yeah. I said, but unless it's everything. Right. And the analogy I use is, you know, like an engine and I don't know enough about engines to use the actual part names or anything like that. We'll leave that to you guys who know stuff, but like, like a piston. Sure. Okay. But there's all kinds of little wheels and gears and crap that moves around, right? Yeah, wheels and gears and crap. I think yeah, there's a. That's. I'm pretty sure that's the technical term. There's a Broadway show called Wheels and Gears and Crap. Okay. And one and yeah. and wheels and gears and crap. Yeah. Um. But uh, they the if if some of those wheels and or gears move right at the at a different acceleration pace than the other ones that they're connected to, I mean, teeth start flying and. You know what that's called? No timing. Oh, yeah, because engine, you know, you have to. Oh, have yeah, time, right? I've heard of that. Right. Yeah, like a timing belt. Yeah, or a belt. chain or something. Right. Depends on, I guess, what you're that's driving. Right. But that's yeah, right. and so there's there's some thing that keeps them all moving at the same pace. That's right. Oh, there's a deeper analogy there, I'm sure. There is, but uh, that's why we do our show lock at uh, six o'clock on Tuesday mornings after a workout. That no, we do it at a time nobody wants from us. We do it. Mm-hmm. We do a workout nobody wants to be with us. At. You know, so. <laughs> But uh, I love it, yeah. and we uh, we don't mess around. Get in there and uh, get down to the meat. Yeah, and uh, let's face it. Well, man. that's yeah. That was kind of the other thing I told him. I said, look, this that that's the thing that guys don't really get is sometimes as they go, well, I want to be in a shield lock with my buddies, and I was like, no, you want to be buddies with your buddies. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah. Do something else. Go, yeah, go be buddies. Right. There's not. I but well, I don't. L- want let buddies. me make sure I make this clear. Shield yeah. locks work. Hundred <laughs> percent. It's work. Yeah. 100%. I mean, it's usually rewarding, but it's work. Yes. And you're, you're taking an hour and I say a week, but you know, you can do it different frequencies, whatever, whatever works for you. And you're saying in this hour, we're going to do some hard work yeah. to our mutual benefit. And uh, it's not the kind of thing, like if you can't, if you're physically in another city because of work right. or your wife's in the hospital, I mean, I can think of several reasons, but you know, not that it's not convenient or, you know, I want to do something else, you know, like you should be there almost all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it really is. It's it's. It just doesn't do any good unless you commit to it, and unless you, I mean, maybe if you don't believe the same things about concentrica and where these things ought to fall, and the importance they ought to have, and that kind of thing, 
okay, that's fine. But then that's an indicator probably of what kind of group, you know, you guys ought to be in together anyway, right? It's if true. guys are in- believing it and guys aren't, then those guys probably shouldn't be in the same shield lock, right? It, exactly right. It's true of the entire concentric. Each one yeah. of those relationships, M, Shorties, Shield Lock, Whetstone, and Mammon all require commitment. Yeah. And, and, and alignment. All, uh, equipment alignment, they all require that. Yeah. You know, and that's what makes them unique. And the relationships outside that don't require that. So, you know, your, your parents, you're like, oh, well, you're a grown man. Your parents are like, I'm their shorty, right? Right. Uh, and they say, you know, hey, why don't you come for Thanksgiving? You know, like, maybe I will, maybe I won't. I'm going to. I got asked uh, that this morning. Uh, yeah. Go in the M's house or, you know, this, yeah. hey, mom and dad, this year, we just want to stay at the house or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's not the same level of commitment. Doesn't mean you don't love your parents. Of course not. But, of course not. But it's. it's it, there, but that is a plate that does not require right, right. the same amount of spinning right. as, you know, because, you, you know, there's days you take off from work for one reason or another, but <clears> most days you're, you don't say your boss, Hey, uh, not coming in today. I just not feeling it. Not feeling it. Or I decided this is a day I'm going to stay home. Right. I yeah. mean, <laughs> I mean yeah. you uh, might still have a job the next day, but keep, I, I would right. do that more than a couple of times. Right. Expect, yeah. right. You need to commit to your work, right? Yeah. Yeah. Your absolutely. work is the sustaining relationship. It sustains you. And to do that, you need to commit to it. And if you start looking, you know, and if you look at the the rings, right, shield lock falls before work. And so sure. not that, that you, you know, again, like Dred said, if you have a commitment with work that would pull you away from a shield lock meeting or right. two, that does not be idiots, right? That's not what we're saying, but that you want to give at least as much credence and deference and everything else to that time and treat that time almost as sacredly as you would work time. Not almost say that, or more sacredly, I guess, really, because that's my opinion. At least equal. I mean, sure. Yeah. Same thing. It is a meeting that you are required to be at because you committed to it. And you get there on time or early, and you always, you know, there. If I'm, you know, I've been injured, I'm in the IR, and I haven't been able to do a shield lock workout, but I've been going to the shield lock meeting. Yeah. And I'll go there right at the end of the, the shield lock workout and pray it out with those guys and then go upstairs and we'll do our work. But I mean, I don't, I'm like, ah, well, you know, I can't, you know. Right. Yeah, otherwise, you, otherwise, withdraw from the group. Yeah, because you lack sufficient commitment. You know, um, and it's not a it's not a value judgment. It's just, no, it is you a could, you right. have now begun to accelerate at a different right. pace in a different way. That's right. And so that Time. it won't fit this. The timing belt will break, and you'll sure. have a real problem. And you know, we don't talk about this much either. But I can see where there'd be times or seasons in a man's life where he shouldn't be shellacking because he's not That's, accelerating at all. Oh. I mean, you know, so extreme need- example is he's in an iron lung, but I mean, it just, okay, okay fair, but, yeah. but I mean, there's, there's, he could be in an emotional iron lung for one reason or yeah. another, right? And he needs different kinds of relationships and sure. help to get him right. moving. Or maybe he's in a, such a period of flux or such a period of challenge at work that he can't give himself fully to the shield lock. It, yeah. You know, it could happen. It could happen. That's why the, 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 the analogy of the spinning plate is so apt because right. it, it, these are not static systems nope because when you're dealing with human beings you're dealing with dynamic systems yeah you know and and when one part moves of the system a dynamic system affects all the others in an unpredictable way you know and and yeah that's why you got to stay after it that's why it's hard work (laughs) and yeah yeah you have to constantly be vigilant you know uh we hear all these things about situational awareness you got to have you know relationship situational awareness you know, you got to have your emotional head on a swivel so you right. know what's happening at any given time in any given relationship That's and all right. that kind of stuff. That's and right. Gotta, and then you got to be willing to dive in and do the work. This actually is a good segue to equipping because, yeah, it is. It's like it, I'm a genius. Right. So uh, equipping, 
is part of team development, right? Mm -hmm. All right. So yeah. we're talking about equipping, right? Which yep. matching team members with its mission. And that's the responsibility of the team leader, mm -hmm. right? Because he's the cue of the team. He's got to constantly be analyzing the mission and saying, do I have a guy doing this? And, um, you know, it's no secret that I've, I've been on Mantan for 10 years. Can't be forever. Probably approaching the, you know, the gentle fall of that relationship, my relationship with F3 on that level. Not that I'm walking away from F3, but, well, no. you know, but, but I'm going to be looking back here. Yeah. Looking back. Did I fulfill the things that I, I'm so serious about that I sat down and wrote a book about it. <laughs> did I develop teams? Right. Did I, did I form yeah. and deploy dynamic teams? Yeah. So if you take the SLT that has changed so much over time, that was always my attempt to say, you know, we got to do this, we got to this part. Right. You know, the role that you initially played um, after I met you and realized, you know, got to know you at the, at the, at right. the Toledo Go Ruck and realized that you had this skill was I put you in a position that I didn't even know existed. Yeah. That, yeah. That we needed. Right. Well, yeah. I, I knew we existed, but as a vacuum. So cue of culture. So, you know, I initially took it for granted that if we had this, this strong culture that was forming in F3 and if we wrote about it and, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. you know, that, that put it in a book and a, it was got to get out there. Right. Yeah. It wasn't deliberate. It wasn't a deliberate attempt. Yeah. So it, it did some, but it needed. Well, we were, we 43 foot style. We outgrew that. Yeah. That's what I was and we say. needed somebody to be deliberate. And that somebody was you, you know, and it was like two things that came together. You know, on the one hand, I'm recognizing this need. On the other hand, you and I spend that weekend together in Toledo. I was like, oh, well, match. Here we are. Right. Yeah. And so that, that I, when I look back um, at what I did, learned to do, failed at, got better at or did, one of the things I think I'm going to take the most satisfaction in is the team building part. Because, I, you know, I... I worked very hard at that. Mm -hmm. And um, I think I'm going to leave the organization in great hands with all these powerful teams. Yeah. Like your, you know, your SLT uh, that, that you have yeah. pretty remarkable. You know, there's just several. I hear them about, uh, hear them about on the, on the COT, I hear about a bunch of guys coming together to do something. The guys <laughs> in the tenure. Right. I mean, I mean <laughs> remarkable. Crushing it. Crushing it. Yeah. And when, whenever we go to a GTE and I meet with, the leadership there, I can see how they're doing it. Yeah. Well, you know, that, yeah. And, but this equipping thing is, it has to be deliberate. Yeah. You know, the, the team it ain't going to happen. The queue has to say, these are the, the critical tasks. This is what do we have to be able to do well. Right. Yeah. Like, you, you know, we always use that bank robber. Uh, I know. I love that. Yeah. You know, example. So I got to have a getaway car driver. Right? <laughs> we, you know, we got to get in, we got to get out. I got to yeah. have that guy. Right. I got to have a guy who can blow a safe. Got to have that yep. guy. I got to have a guy who can handle the weapons, handle the crowd. I got to have a guy. Was it uh, gone in 60 seconds? Did you see that one? I haven't seen it. No. <sighs> Put it on my right, list. Shower note. Shower yeah. note. Hashtag Nicholas shower note. Cage, Robert Duvall. No. Yeah. So good. Bernie Mac. Um, Rest in peace. May, may he. Yeah. So, yeah. But the, that idea of saying, you know, this is what these guys excel at. These are what yeah. they're excellent at. And making sure they have what they need, right. do that well, and be part of the mission. That's incredible. Ocean's Eleven. How about that? Have seen it. Okay. So that's o a good example. It's right? a great example. OBT used to do a thing about Ocean's Eleven. Oh, they, okay. Uh, we'd watch the movie yeah. and talk about the different aspects, guys, you know, yeah. different aspects of what they did, how to put that team together. Yeah. Is, you know, I need a guy to do a, to do a thing. Yeah. I got to go find that guy. Right. Right. Yep. Mission Impossible movies are like that. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. You watch exactly. those, yeah. you know. Yep. You know, you got to have the, you got to have the IT whiz, you know, right. you the, the guy in the truck. Guy, right? Yeah. And the original Mission Impossible movie, if you're the series. No, did not. Was, uh, wow. A little older than me. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I can watch that before it was in reruns. Uh, <laughs> but, but same idea. Yeah. It was the same yeah. idea is that you had to have that team, you know, they called the Mission Impossible team. Mm-hmm. Um, had to have every aspect that they needed covered. You know, they kind of like a muscle guy. Right. You know, yeah. they had a, uh, a planner. Uh-huh. Barney, uh-huh. Barney. Yeah, but had a planner. Sure. You know, they had a guy who could do uh, different accents. Yeah. I was saying, know. like, an, or the makeup guy yeah, or the, this guy. or the disguise yeah. guy. Yeah. And the, I mean, Hollywood kind of yeah. gets this right, like the A-team or whatever. You know? I mean, yeah. right? right? I love A-team. Yeah. That's right. That was a good one. So that, that equipping thing is uh, critical. And when I was a uh, Special Forces A-team leader, that's, you know, I was given issued men that had specific expertise. You know, you get two weapons guys, two de- demo guys, basically mm-hmm. two, you know, engineers, they call them Com- two combo guys, you know, and uh, two medics, okay. um, you know, and, and you had these guys and they had specific roles to play. You know, we did some cross training. So like the weapons guy could also do a cutting charge, which is an engineer's okay, task. Sure. He could also use the radio. Sure. But he wasn't an expert at it. No, no. It was serviceable. Yeah. Get by right. if you, in a pinch kind of thing. And, but that was not his. A secondary, you know, cross training that you make sure, yeah. you know, yeah. you might have to do this, right? Yeah. You know, I might get shot or right. I might, you know, be you know, far away. Or my whatever. job was planning and execution, all that. In a pinch, I could take a shot, but you didn't want me to be the first guy <laughs> on that one. I should not. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, no, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't make any sense for me to do that you know i right. didn't go to sniper that's not your skill set i didn't go to sniper school and spend extra time you know qualifying on right. particular weapons and you know i was qualified on my weapon but you right. know, i wasn't the best shot on my team by a mile wasn't supposed to be you know because that wasn't my job nor was nor were any of the uh, non-commissioned officer or they as adept at planning as right. i was that was that was my job right or it was my job to, to be the primary communicator of a mission brief you know i would do that they would have their roles to play but coordinating that all and, and you know opening it and closing it that was my job right and so i had to be able to do that well and knowing what your job was knowing what your mission essential tasks were for your job mm-hmm. was important and we did these demonstrations where they would have politicians come in or host na- or foreign nation people come into fort bragg and we'd take all our team gear out and lay it out on this grassy lawn in front of headquarters and you lay out your gear every guy had his gear laid out mm-hmm. and then it was my job to go guy shows up you know, let's say it was a senator, you know, I say, you know, Senator Johnson, I'm David Redding and Captain David Redding, I'm the team leader. My job is planning organization deployment of the team. Uh, you know, I'm qualified in French, I'm working knowledge of Tagali or whatever. Yeah, you know, it's like, right. this is my basic level. You know, I don't have much weaponry. I take him to the weapons guy. He explains every weapon on there. Uh-huh. And, you know, we used to do that periodically. It was like a, a duty, like they assign it to, okay. you know, and, and, but that you could visualize it. You're equipped through your training, you know, what you had to do and you equip to the weapons that you had. Right. And, you know, equip the word equip in French means team. Did not know that. Yeah. Means team. So there's there a, go. you know, there's a combination yeah. of, of that. Le kip, right. right. <laughs> that's what it means. Yeah. So I think that's, uh, you know, that, that part was pretty interesting. That is interesting. And so the, I guess, you know, kind of translating that over to work, Right. right. Cause that's where we spend most of our time right. uh, as men a lot of time. Well, more than we probably should. More than maybe we should. Right. But in terms of where we will be leaders, that's, that's a place where it often happens. You can't Tahoe your kid. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll pause that for a second. But, but we've been here before. And I think it's, it's always to, 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 to re-say it. Yeah. Your family is not a team. Uh, fair. And, and the right. reason why yes. it's important, yep, yep, yep. you know, because of what you just said. Yeah. You know, and this is you know, a couple of cue points down downstream, but you're not going to. It's a community. It's a very small right. one, right? right. Yes. But it, but it's a community, yeah. right? Your wife is team team, but it's the unique team mm-hmm. because you're not going to Tahoe her 
even if she doesn't right. perform her mission. Right. Well, you shouldn't. Yeah. You're not. You're not. You're not. You're not. Right. So not. it's the most elemental team there is, the husband, wife, mother, father team. Right. Um, I've never been a single parent. I can't imagine what it's like to be a single parent. Don't want to imagine. You know, when I regard my children and see them and the, their traits and the things they do and the characteristics and the things they've learned to do and their, you know, um, their attitude. I'm like that they would not be that, but for my wife, that would, they would not be all that. I mean, I know that, Yeah. you know, and because of division labor of labor division in labor, it was all her in labor division <laughs> of labor, the, the, the yeah. child raising team of my husband and wife, you know, I mean, you can't No. Yeah. I get you. Right. Yeah. I mean, do you ever read, uh, it was Brave New World, not 1984. Brave New World. Okay. Alice Hustling. No. So both you told Vaguely familiar. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. like both um, very dark novels about the future, but 1984 was all, you know. Yeah. Everything it was, was oppression. It was, it was, it was oppression. Yeah. 1984. But Brave New World, everybody was completely was, free. Yeah. And and the... the the They didn't raise their children. Inability, I would say the inability yeah. for you to, to progress. Right. You know, and, and it was imposed upon you in 84. Right. But Brave New World was... Well, the children were incubated. Yeah. They weren't naturally birthed, if I recall. And they... And the the idea was that the raising of children was was would interrupt your the fulfillment yeah. of your it life. Was, the problem was the ease. It was the right. lack of hard stuff. Right. Do you remember they had um, a drug... That left no hangover? No. That, yeah. So they'd come up with a drug that would get you high, you know, okay. drunk, high, whatever, but it had no after effects. And it was called Soma, S O M A. I'm just recalling that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> See, there's, yeah. So it was a utopia, but it was bereft of morality and bereft of anything at value, of, of value. So the, the arc of the, you know, the dispute, right, is the, the conflict was the, that this guy comes out. I forget what it was raised by wolves or whatever. They mm -hmm. just find this guy who was not raised. He's yeah, he has he wasn't part of the system. He has traditional morality and understanding, right? He's not part of the system. And uh I guess they called him this because he they didn't know what his name was, but the, his name was the character's name was John Savage. Oh, okay. Because he was savage. Yeah. But it drew him it, it drove him to crazy, to distraction, to live in a world where you know, there was no restrictions on sexuality, no restrictions. You'd be high, drunk, have sex, anything. You know. No challenge, was, right. period. Nothing. Yeah. Where you, the state, prov so the comparison of Brave New World in 1984, in Brave New World, the state provides everything, everything. to you. Yeah. You are not responsible for anything. In 1984, the state takes everything away from, from you. you. <laughs> from you, yeah. right? Yeah. But in both scenarios, um, you still have the same human agony and loss, right? It's right. That's it's because of it's, inability it's, now. Both both scenarios are inherently and incessantly dehumanizing. Yeah. Right. Yep. yep. So they remove from you everything that makes you you. The truth, or what we face now, since we're like forty years past nineteen eighty four, is hard right? to believe. Right. I know. Is it's actually kind of both. Mm. No, mm. we live in a. a we live in a society that where the state is more intrusive than it's ever been. Yep. Demands more <laughs> from people than it ever has. Yeah. And at the same time inverts those demands and provides you with or seeks to, yeah. Tries yeah. to give you everything you, so you think you'd ever so you want. You want for nothing. You want for yeah. nothing. You get you can't retain anything 
even I would argue being a libertarian that your own dignity, mm-hmm. right? And yet it, and at the same time provides you everything and that ain't working either. No. Right. No. So I want, you know, if so there if, has to be the tension, if there Aldous, has to be this, it has to be the tension, yeah. right? So if Aldous Huxley and George Orwell could suddenly reappear right now, right. You know, cause they had these, these two such different visions of the future, you know, they're both totalitarian visions. Right. So different. The opposite ends of it. They'd be like, yes. no, it's exactly as we thought. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now you're asking yourself, what does this have to do with equipping? Right. So it's a, <laughs> it's a difficult leadership thing. Yeah. When you equip members of your team to have them be committed to the team while they retain their own individuality. Like, you don't, 1984 mm. style, you don't take everything from them. Yeah, you can't just plug them in and make them, a, they're, they're like, not a cog. That's right. They're not yeah. cogs. They're, they're living, breathing members of a dynamic team. For the team to prosper, they must be dynamic. You, you don't take everything from them and tell them and turn them into automatons like 1984. Yeah. By the same token, <laughs> you don't provide everything for them yeah. because they lose their individuality and their will. They lose their, they lose their ability to to care for themselves and to and to to tap into their own reserves of genius, their own deserves of of, yeah. of durability. Yeah. Because if you provide everything to them, they can't do that. And so, therefore, neither option, neither option, neither way. Is, well, I, I should say this: both options will stymie your impact. That's right, dead, and ultimately erode the team. Yeah. So the cue, and this is what makes it tough to. to to, to form and deploy dynamic teams. That's on the one hand, allow the members enough freedom, mm-hmm. right? To engage their own genius and drive and all that. On the other hand, give them enough structure within the team. So it means something. So all that initiative goes someplace. And at the same time, be careful that the team doesn't give them too much. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that they're committed to it. And yet it doesn't become their life. That's why leadership is so tricky. That's why virtuous leadership is so tricky. And that's why somebody who figures it out, a leader who figures it out and run and forms and deploys dynamic teams, that's why he leaves a legacy. Yeah. Because the the men and women who are members of his teams, they learn from that. Uh, just as I learned from being in special forces and other teams I was on. And then they take that forward and they teach those same lessons to others who can do the same thing. And that's the legacy. Boom. 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 Can I tell you something? Yeah, please. You got a face for Dark NATO too. <laughs> hey, will you do me a favor? Deuce. Will you do me a favor? Yeah. Will you go out and catch something dreadly? I will do that. <laughs> hey, if yeah. nobody tells you today, <laughs> if nobody tells you, yeah. Rapido loves you. <laughs> Nailed, period, it, period. That's all. Thanks. Thanks for listening to 43 Feet, a leadership podcast. If you have questions about F3, leadership, or anything else, write to us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com. Tweet us at at 43feetpodcast or find us on Facebook at 43feet. While you're there, give us a follow. Also, if you like this podcast, share it with a friend, rate us, and write a review. It really does help others find us. Until next time, we'll be out here in the unknown, the uncomfortable, the difficult the 43 feet out front.